Okay, hi. <clears throat> this is Elliot Fishman, and hopefully I will make it through this talk. Um, I'm in Orlando. I'm in a hotel, which explains a, little, explains a little bit of the background. And I'm supposed to speak about CT of the esophagus. And believe it or not, I did put a lot of work in looking and reading and thinking about CT of the esophagus, and I really want to share some interesting thoughts, protocols, interpretation, difficulties, trick cases, challenges, but I'm going to share that with you a week from Thursday. Being in charge of myself, which is about all I get, I can change the topics and Lily will have to change it online. And let me tell you what I'm thinking about. And I thought it would be hard to talk about this next Thursday while the esophagus is really going nowhere. So let me tell you what I was thinking. So today I'm in Orlando, I'm with my, one of my grandchildren, and we went to Epcot. Those of you who've been to Disney, it's kind of sticker shock when you find that to get in for a day is like $187, and you have to wait on line upon line, and you can get fast passes, which cost more. It's unbelievable. And I went through Epcot, a little bit is updated from before, there's a... Uh, a frozen ride in Norway or Iceland or one of those countries. But the rest is essentially the same, the same rides, the same presentation that's been there for 30 years. Very, very dated. If you've never been there before, perhaps you'll like it. And I've been there many times or a number of times. So it was great with a two and a half year old. But beyond that, I looked and said, boy, I would never come here on my own. Okay. And that's an example of where you do something that was excellent when it first started. Some of you remember in Epcot, there was actually a radiology exhibit for a couple of years. I remember that. But you let things go. You don't change things. You try to squeeze every penny out. Now, Bob Iger is back at Disney and he's going to, I guess, change things and make things better. And revitalize Disney because their big profit is their parks. But, you know, it was exceedingly mediocre. And if Bob Iger hears this, Bob, you need some help, give me a call. But it was blah. But let me tell you two things that I thought of and what you need to be thinking about and why excellence will always happen even if you don't think about it. So I will admit that before this talk, I was listening to music. And first I was listening to Jackson Brown, The Pretender, one of my favorite albums. But then I went to YouTube to get this Jackson Brown concert. And the first thing when I hit YouTube on my laptop was a concert or part of a concert from Taylor Swift in Australia the other night in Melbourne. It was about an hour. I probably listened to... Uh, 20 minutes. One of my favorite songs is Long Live. She used to close concerts with that during the Red Tour. I've been at Taylor Swift concerts. Um, but it was spectacular. And you read about it in the newspaper. Forget the quality of the concert. She's been touring the world and every evaluation is superb. But it's not that. They had 96,000 people for three nights. Australia is a small country. It's in Melbourne. Melbourne's a small place. 
if she would have done it for four nights or five nights or six nights, they would have had six times 96,000 as well. And if you look at awards, if you look at numbers and earnings and everything else, forget the Kansas City Chiefs and all that nonsense, Taylor Swift is at the top of the game. If you're looking at talent, if you're looking at somebody who could manage things, if you look at someone who's a visionary in how to perform, how to have people spend lots of money, but walk out. You know, the tickets for Taylor Swift were incredibly expensive, but I never saw a single person complain. They only complained they couldn't get tickets. People plan their vacations, whether it's to Europe, to Lyon, to Melbourne, eventually to Toronto and everywhere else. They plan their vacations if they can get Taylor Swift tickets, right? She has changed music, she's changed entertainment, and she's also shown that she knows how to do every part of the process. That's one. Number two, you probably, you could not have avoided it, to know that for the last four or five days, the world has stood still because NVIDIA was reporting earnings yesterday. NVIDIA stock got slammed on Monday. NVIDIA stock got slammed on Tuesday. Why? Because people felt, you know, that it was overpriced, but you know, this AI stuff, it's just a passing fancy. It's not really real. The earnings are gonna go down, you know, NVIDIA has, really benefited because they're the main company that makes the chips, the A100 followed by the B100, everything, the vision. But NVIDIA is a big company. There's 50,000 or so employees around the world. But NVIDIA, when I think of it, it's one name, it's Jensen Wong. And if you watch, that's how everybody reported it. And it's interesting, now obviously if you know Jensen or you know anybody, Steve Jobs at Camel, obviously they know the company's 50 or 150,000 people, but they are the leader. They are the ones who give the marching orders. They're the ones who the world thinks of for better or for worse. Well, everyone felt that the earnings of Nvidia would reflect whether AI is real or it's a fake. And as I told you, the stock went down big time Monday. The stock was roughly 7.30, 7.40. It went down 50 on Monday. It was down 40 on Tuesday. People were giving the stock away. People thought it was gonna drop 10, 20%. There was a company called Palo Alto Networks. That's a security company, which is a, supposedly a very good company. They reported terrible earnings on Monday night and they got slammed, right? They got slammed on Tuesday, the stock market, the stock went down 25%. So yesterday, 4.30, on Wednesday, Jensen was gonna announce earnings. Well, guess what happened? Even with people coming up with this incredible number of how much the positive people Nvidia was gonna sell, they still blew all that away. And Jensen also said two things, one, was the future is only beginning. Not that he focused on how much more money they're gonna make, which they are. He focused on the changes. 
And so today, which is Thursday, all the stocks in AI went up, NVIDIA went up 15%. But most importantly, everyone realizes, oh my God, AI is for real. Generative AI, LLP, everything that we talk about, many of it on CT is us and some of these talks and some of the things we've written, everything is real and it's happening and it's only going to get better and that's going to change your life those of you in radiology techs and nurses and radiologists be it residents fellows or faculty be it private practice or academic or somewhere in between every one of our jobs is going to change drastically because of ai but to me it's going to change positively we're going to do better than ever be more efficient we're going to be of greater importance to patient care because we're going to hopefully be the people that can connect imaging with lab. AI is not just reading films better or reading films faster for some administrators to make more money off us. AI is how we're going to give better patient care, how we're going to change the entire process, and how we're going to think about it. But all that brilliance is Jensen Wing. Jensen was the founder of NVIDIA, or co-founder, 1999. NVIDIA has its ups and its downs. For many years, NVIDIA's survival was questionable. When, in, when Jensen spoke at Hopkins, there's the most outstanding article. Look up his name, the only article he's written, which we wrote with him, on PubMed, talks about how he sees things, how he sees the future, how he works, how he leads. If you were at Hopkins, the stock was 18. The stock today finished, um, I forget the price, it probably finished, let's say, close to 800. There was a four-for-one split. NVIDIA stock went from 18 to 3,200 since he spoke at Hopkins. If you were in that audience, it's a great temptation to buy the stock. Not because you knew anything about NVIDIA, except for a few of us, no one even heard of NVIDIA. You heard of Apple, you heard of Microsoft, you heard of GE, you heard of Hewlett Packard, Intel, but nobody heard of NVIDIA. What the heck is that? But if you listen to Jensen and he was selling timeshares, you probably would have bought a timeshare because he would have explained why it was good and you would have believed him and he would have made it good because he has the vision. If you look in today's paper and you look at tomorrow's paper, whether you're listening to Kramer or anybody else, there's an article in Sequoia. See if you can look it up, Sequoia and Company. They uh, wrote an article that was released two days ago on Jensen Wang and it said success 30 years in the making and overnight success 30 years in the making which is really exactly right. Jensen's been doing this since he finished his grad student days. Yes, now he's at the top of the game and nobody doubts it. Now people will try to knock him off that pedestal. And he wears a leather jacket all the time, which doesn't let me wear a leather jacket. But it is the excitement of how we're changing the world. And I wanted to put those two people together, not in that in any way except to say when you think about 
2024, when you think about the world, when you think about leadership and talent, thinking differently, leading differently, two names come up to me, Jensen Wang and Taylor Swift. Jensen doesn't sing and Taylor does not make chips. But except for that, they are in that world of excellence. And for the rest of us, we can sit back, listen and enjoy the songs, or enjoy the chips and the vision of Jensen and his team. It will change the world, it will change us, and only for the better. So with that, let me stop there. Anyone have any comments? You know, you can put them and we'll do it. Look up that article. Look up that article by Jensen Wang. It's in JACR 2017, I think. It's only one article. He's the first author. It's the most brilliant article you could think about. And I'll just tell you another little trivial thing. On May 23rd, I will be, I mean, we have a speaker series. I will be running a talk for help. I mean, I'm running it because I put it together. So running it will be very, I won't have a big role. I got a feeling when it's all done. But Ed Catmull, who's the founder of Pixar, I will be interviewing him, which is an amazing honor. He's an amazing man and an amazing visionary. But the person helping me interview him will be Jensen Wang. Together, we will be interviewing Ed and I can tell you halfway through, we're going to be going interviewing Jensen. So it's going to be an amazing, I look forward to it. I, um, I'll get my hair cut. I'll, I won't wear a tie because no one's going to wear socks even. But nevertheless, um, stay tuned for that. That may actually be available to listen to uh, as it happens. It's really going to be exciting. And with that, I hope everybody has a great evening. And if you've got nothing to do, go read about Jensen. Read his article in JSCR. Read the article from Sequoia. Read anything else you can read today because it's like he was a comet landed in the paper. Whether it's Forbes or Fortune, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, you name it. He's there. And then go on YouTube. Hit Taylor Swift Australia. It's an excellent concert. And if you ask me, and I know people do ask, what's my favorite Taylor Swift song? Long live. And with that, long live. See you next week. Good night, everybody.